The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Marcus, and welcome to another episode of Toilet Side Wrestling. Today's guest hails from Brooklyn, New York, and trained at the Technique to Training Wrestling Academy under Logan Black and Brother Greatness. She's also a personal trainer and founder of Fitness for Misfits. Maybe you've seen her on TV. She's appeared on Blue Bloods, Orange is the New Black, and Earthling. And according to IMDb, she has exactly 13 tattoos on her arms and chest. Let me go ahead and warn you, please do not let your mothers watch this interview. It can only go wrong for them and probably your family. Also, at the same time, why don't you go ahead and spay your pets? So let's welcome today's guest, someone who tweeted the funniest tweet I've ever heard, uh, according to me and only me. I give you your new dad, Sassy Boatwright. So... We meet again. I thought it'd be a good time to cut a promo on everybody and the whole fucking world. I'm crazy. Frankly, I think you're a huge fucking bitch. So the way movies work, in case you never have seen I one. escaped from the insane asylum. Democrats are, are ab- for abortions and I'm not, but I'm pro-choice. And I will come out there and teach your bitch ass hoe face a lesson. It's like, don't hate the game, hate the flavor. Hate the game, don't hate the flavor. Don't hate the, don't hate the, don't hate the game. I don't know how the fuck the saying goes. Mark my words. Guess I'm gonna have to kick your ass for a second time. I think I shouldn't have to spend more than a thousand dollars to become a Twitter famous. I believe enough in full circles and full triangles and full squares. I'm gonna fucking break all your fingers and toes. I thought people would just be throw, throw money at me once I got into that ring. But apparently you have to ask to get paid. I'm a Christian um, on paper. I'm fucking murder you. And y'all can just fuck yourself. <laughs> all right, Sassy, thank you for coming on. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Brad. <laughs> Those are very impressive promos. I watched all of them. They were great. <laughs> you know, I just, I don't know what it is about wrestling that brings that out in me, but I, the, the the indie wrestling community has given me so much to work with. And they really do come from a place of love. Like, I'm oh, not making fun of, except for the one, the one really long one comes from a place of, you know, satirizing the girl who likes to complain about her lack of wrestling career, but yes, that's, for sure. that's what, that's what you get when you, you know, cut a shitty promo. I'm going to do it again. So I, we are going to get into wrestling, but can I, can I make a couple assumptions about you just based on your Amazon <laughs> wish list? And you tell me how accurate what I say is. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> you're for some reason in the rain a lot. You're into fitness. You yes. have some carpentry to do. You have some sleep or pain issues in the facial area, and you enjoy <laughs> lactate. 
Oh man, I don't even remember what's on my. Okay, so it's a bunch of raincoats, um, overalls, a, t a tool box, a compression mask, and a foam maker. And I think something fitness because I picked that up too. Yeah, I'm. I'm. A, uh, my shoot job is fitness instructor. So mm -hmm. I mean, I'm. I'm more of like a personal trainer right now. Sure. But um, right before I started wrestling, I was working at a fitness studio um, in Williamsburg. And okay. um, if anybody really knows me, they know that that's probably that's not the best fit for my personality. It requires somebody very uh, PC and. <laughs> um, you know, like vanilla and, you know, somebody who can kind of disappear into the background and reappear when they need to tell people how to do exercises. And yeah. Stuff. yeah. And That's not I, I used that as a platform to make people laugh. I, okay. My, my, my fitness classes were for better or for worse, like stand up sets in my opinion, or at least that's how I felt about them. But you know, that, <laughs> That didn't really work well for the brand. Now, the compression mask. Did I don't know what you're talking about. Can I pull up my Amazon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. pull it up. Amazon.com. Let's see here. Am I logged into my sister's account? Yeah. That's who has the prime. Okay. Hold on my lists. So I got, so I've got, where is it? Wish list, my friend, my idealists. There's so much space in here. I was Anyways. directed to it from like your Twitter, like a, a page. There was a link and then hit yeah. a link tree I thing. I remember putting it in there because I was like, I saw it on Willa's um, mm -hmm. link tree. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, what a good, what a good, um, what a good idea. Because her wish list was so cute and stuff. <laughs> but um, oh my gosh, I understand now. So um, the boots, yes. Yes, overalls, uh, pull-up bar. I would love that. Um, the Bulgarian, uh, Bulgarian bag too. Dumbbells, yes. Garden tool bag is not supposed to be on there. That's my mm. sister. Sure. Uh, the sneakers are mine. I did. I was. I do need a raincoat like really badly because, as okay. we all know, like New York City is becoming like a yeah. flood zone actively. It's like Atlantis. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was fucking weird. And um, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that that compression mask, I thought it just looked nice. But actually, oh, I got for vanity purposes, for vanity purposes, I think oh, okay. I'm self-conscious about my um, under eye zone. But actually, I already got something like that. So I'm just going to take that right off of there. Um, thanks for. Uh, yeah. Making me look at this because now yeah. I know that this is not my list. That's Leah's list. So it's just your sister like foam like. Or, or is it you who's like very into having foam in your lattes? <laughs> oh, because I had, did I have the little stir thing on there? Oh, it was an actual I, foam maker. Yeah, it's a milk frother. But you know what? I can mm. move that. I can delete that off too because I we recently bought a um, coffee maker that makes, that has a milk frother attached to it. So, you know, my life is lit right now. All my dreams are coming true. I'm a pro yeah, wrestler. You're living a dream. I've got a milk frother on my coffee machine. Yeah, that, may I ask you, is it is that machine under two hundred dollars? I think so. It's a okay. it's a um it's a ninja. Like oh, the blade, cool. The, yeah, so it's like a coffee maker and a milk frother, and, and it does it like kill you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, there's there are no blades on it somehow, but 
you can put a little cup in there or you can put the full carafe in there so you can pick oh. what size coffee you want. Because that was a big problem for us. Also, we were using a Chemex mm -hmm. and everybody knows it takes 30 minutes to make coffee with that thing. You <laughs> forget about it. But, you know, uh, so I broke that on accident one day. My girlfriend took the opportunity to... Um, Bring us into the the modern age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> An actual coffee maker. That's this, you got to grow up at some point. I Very totally important. know that. <laughs> Can you have um you have several tweets that I find hilarious, but you had the single greatest tweet I've ever seen. Um, it was a couple weeks ago. It and it just said. I just got body slammed so hard I had to take a shit. <laughs> that and was I thought it. I thought it was so honest. And um, I, I mean, I could, it, it made me feel that way. I mean, it was it was really that visceral. I uh, I was working with my my <laughs> I was working with this guy we call Big CJ because there's Chris Ryan who also goes by CJ and he's mm -hmm. much smaller than Big CJ and Big CJ uh, brother greatness is my trainer and we uh -huh. were meeting up at like like five in the fucking morning uh, to wrestle at, in a ring in Queens and mm -hmm. like big CJ would come out and he would practice all of his like body slam and like, you know, all of his, all of his uh, power, moves. like, yeah, all of his like power bump moves and shit mm -hmm. um, on me. So mm -hmm. that particular day and I, it was like, it was five or six in the morning. So, you know, like Jesus. that shit will wake you right up and, yeah. um, you know, I was like, yep, there it is. You know, there's my morning shit expedited out of yep. my body. So, so that actually you, I've seen a lot. You have a whole collection of taking a shit. Um, <laughs> do you have IBS or is this just like you're regular? I don't know. I've never been diagnosed with IBS, but I do think I'm a little lactose intolerant and I'm finding oh, okay. that out the hard way. That's but. Cool. I also think I'm very regular. So Okay, good, well, good. I have That's a lot of really... interest in that. Um, <laughs> you know, on your IMDB account, so I've researched every, I don't know where you live or anything. Brad, amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, just because I wanted to see this. Do you know that they have, did anyone from IMDB come to you and, and count how many tattoos you have and where? Because they're very specific that you have 13 <laughs> And like they're on your chest and arms, I, I think is what it said. Um, that was actually Why is that my, on there. That was my assistant. Okay. Um, that was me. Uh, but oh, you know, okay. I, uh, I was about to ask, is it awesome to have an assistant? Yeah, <laughs> in my mind's eye, it's awesome. Uh -huh. But yeah, I um, I put that on there. Um, I'm I'm really uh, nitpicky about so. I have a lot of opinion. I won't go down this rabbit hole, but I have a lot of opinions about um, IMDb profiles because, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I want them to be informative, but I also don't want to like write my own bio because yeah. I think people who do that who aren't famous are fucking lame. Mm -hmm. But apples to apples, or whatever, sure. Um, sure. everybody's opinion. But yeah, so I um, uh, I know from working for a casting director like many many years ago that they mm -hmm. do. Like, if you don't have like a readily available headshot online or information yeah. about your acting career online, then they go to your IMDb page and they'll print that out or like save that on file in lieu of like, uh, you know, like a, a resume or whatever. Sure, sure. And so I was like, you know, my my manager 
<laughs> like two years ago, which is already like wildly outdated because I just keep getting tattoos, but um, made like a like a comp card. You know how like models have comp cards? Yeah, so sure. He, he made one and it was like arm, arm, torso, leg. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. Like kind of pieced out body, whatever. And, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, I put that up and I think my agent was like, I hate that. And then, you know, I was like, well, I don't, I don't think anybody understands that. Like I have a lot of tattoos and mm -hmm. you can kind of see them in my head anyways. Yes. I, so I put that on there because I was okay, like, you did. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, I was like, well, how cool would it be if a casting director looked at this and they knew just how many tattoos I had. Yeah, or we need someone not not twelve tattoos, not fourteen. We need someone with thirteen. She's perfect, <laughs> and they're all on her arms yeah, and her ankle. Uh -huh. So that's perfect for us. Yeah, said no casting director ever. So were you like a performer as a kid? As a kid, no, I was painfully shy. Really? Painfully. Yeah. Did oh, you yeah. have siblings? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My brother was like Ferris Bueller. Uh -huh. Got away with fucking everything. Yeah, you know? yeah. He was friends with like all the kids in my grade and older than me. And I was like Ferris Bueller's sister where I was like a high achieving um, bitch, you know, uh -huh. <laughs> like didn't totally. get enough attention. Uh -huh. But um, so painfully shy as a child. But in high school, I got into theater. I was a theater okay. kid. Okay. And then um, by way of that, I think by way of that, I like the got the nerd vote for prom court and i was like a finalist for prom queen my senior oh, wow. year nice i'm surprised you've been <laughs> that before but go on yeah well you know it was uh that's how we did things in ohio but yeah, okay. uh, but the person who won homecoming queen also won prom queen which was not legal at the other high school but you know i'm not like holding on to that or anything yeah, yeah. Saying, do you have an attorney on retainer right now just in case Things spiral I've, out of control I've, with I've that been situation. talking. I've been talking. You know. Okay. I, I know. I won't press on. Um, <laughs> so, did you like in high school? Was your plan to? I'm moving to Hollywood. When this ends. You know, I think like I smoked a lot of weed uh -huh. in uh, high school and nice. um, uh, on and off. And um, mm -hmm. I got this idea in my head that I really wanted to go to art school in California, like Jim Morrison, because I loved. Oh, okay. The Doors movie, <laughs> like okay. I didn't even like love the Doors. I love the Doors Just movie, the movie and the way, yeah, the way like California looked in that, which is uh -huh. obviously not what LA is like at yeah, all yeah. anymore. But um, but yeah, so I had this idea that I was going to go to California and go to art school, and then um, I started applying to art. I, I uh, what did I do? There's like uh, there's a thing called National Portfolio Day. Where okay. you like go to the local art school and you show your portfolio to a bunch of different art schools and like the biggest part about art school is getting your portfolio accepted sure. and then the rest is like just filling out the application and writing an essay and whatever. Um, okay. So I got my portfolio accepted at a bunch of different schools. Um, I think some were East Coast, some were West Coast. One was Pratt. Uh, one was like Otis in LA and um, maybe the Bay Area, someplace in the Bay Area, but. Um, but I, I only feel I only finished the application process for Pratt and RISD because I wanted so badly to go to New York after I went there. Like there was nothing I wanted more than to just be in New York. Yeah, yeah. And be in it, you know, like it was 
for like the first five years of my life in New York, I woke up every day and I was like, this is fucking insane. You know, this is yeah, insane yeah. that I'm here in this city and like I could move out into the outer boroughs and I'm still in New York City. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, I had this like, but I was like living around Brooklyn and um, uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. But yeah, I, I just um, had this idea that I was going to come here. I came here for not acting, but fine art, but I was kind of like, you know, the whole time I was like, I'm going to find some sort of way to perform, you know, I'm going to find yeah. my, you know, I was like really obsessed with the office. And I was like, I don't know how to do that, but I want to do something like that. You know, like the NBC one, the Steve yeah. Carell one. Okay. Yeah. Not yeah. The Ricky but, Gervais one. I like the Ricky Gervais one too, but I think at that particular time in my life, I didn't appreciate the pet, the, <laughs> the dark. Yeah. And there's only 12 <laughs> episodes like total yeah. for the series. That too. I was like living for Pam and Jim's romance at the sure, time. Sure, sure. So, so uh, yeah. So I, I was, um, I was kind of just like going through the moves with um, art school. Art school was pretty cool, but yeah, I. Um, what type I really of art didn't... did you do? Like, did you I, focus, concentrate on? I was doing. Actually, it makes a lot of sense um, mm -hmm. given what I'm doing now. But it was really a lot of video art. It was. Um, oh. I went to school, I was I was in the sculpture program, the BFA mm -hmm. sculpture program, but um, so I was learning how to like weld and wood, I worked in the wood shop and I would do like mold making classes and shit like that. But, uh -huh. um, but new media was like a burgeoning field in the art world and that involved digital art and like video art and interactive computer art. Like everybody started dabbling with like the internet as like a medium. And so <clears throat> my junior year I had this, um, final project that was like an installation um i did a couple different things i did an installation based on heath ledger's death which oh like I, I just like ran around the city and followed paparazzi following like the heath ledger coffin and shit like that and like oh, was, wow yeah i would just do the dumbest thing like i would do really weird shit for for art projects but but yeah, so that was that was something. But I also had this great teacher who really encouraged me to do weird shit and like really encouraged my weirdness. But yeah, yeah. Um, I did that, and then I did a thing where I like created a false persona of this like teenage girl in Sebastopol, California, who made makeup tutorials. And I was like starting to build this like video library of this girl, and I just, you know, at that particular time in my life, I was not willing to like lean into that. Like yeah, yeah carry on this false persona or something like morally so ambiguous about that to me but um but it could have been cool i don't know but uh either way it's probably like buried in the archives somewhere on youtube but have um, you ever been to new york prior i my first time in new york was like 2003 i think my junior okay. high school okay. so yeah that was that i i mean yeah so that was my first time but then I realized when I came here how ingrained New York City was in my in my psyche from being yeah. like a kid who watched a lot of like Nickelodeon. Do you remember like the the tongue depressor guy, <laughs> fucking popsicle stick man? Do you remember? I don't know. That? I remember you can't do that on television. But I'm a lot older than you, so really? I may have not. Be yeah, I'm 45 years old. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a lot older than you. I'm I'm 35, so like you know. Yeah, but 10 years difference from when I was watching Nickelodeon regularly to when you were. Fair. Like I I was probably out of Nickelodeon at that point. 
Yeah, yeah. Even Blue's Clues is like a little, a little past my time. Yeah, my kids though. They, my yeah. kids like used to watch all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know. There was like a lot of New York City, I think, in children's programming. Okay. When we were younger, and uh -huh. like, I don't know. I was just like, there was something. Oh, I was a big Sesame Street kid. Oh, and okay. Fort Greene looked like Sesame Street. And I was like, this is, gr this is great. This is where I, <laughs> you know, it like tapped into something. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like, you know, the whole, I don't know. I've, I'm like a cockroach. Like I probably will just be in New York forever and like live off of nothing and, you know, make it, would make you, it work. Would other people describe you as a cockroach? No. It's just, just so you're doing this yourself. Okay. It's. I mean, it's not a put down. I no, think. I know. <laughs> it's just the actions of a cockroach, not the they're actual very... physical part of the cockroach. <laughs> yeah, they're very industrious. Yeah. Um, they, they also shit a lot, so. Oh, wow. You have a vet. Oh, that's a whole other episode. Um, <laughs> so when did you get, like, your first paid acting gig? Um, that's a good that question. Is that a big deal for you? Yeah, I think, um, well, you know what? I think probably the first paid acting gig was like being an extra on, um, Unforgettable or some dumb show like that. Uh -huh. So that was like my first, first paycheck, but like my first, um, my first actual co-star on television. Uh -huh. Well, so there was this thing that I did. I got hired direct before I had an agent or a manager. I got hired direct by this um, wonderful lady named Allison Cohn okay. um, to do an MTV International prank show okay. <laughs> called Bugging Out. <laughs> Bugging Out. Mm -hmm. So I was like the plant for all the prank shows and I would do things like make people meet me in the back of a Cafe Bene and then like start smashing their computer in front of them. But like it wasn't, you know, it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm smashing your computer, but we switched them out or whatever. And uh -huh. a couple guys got really mad at me. And <laughs> to, like, what was it fun? It was all right. I got kind of stressed out at one point, and the producer like took me for a walk around the block and smoked me up, and was like, "You need to calm down." Yeah, <laughs> I, was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, "Okay, I don't, I still don't think I'm in the right mindset, but okay, I'm gonna go back in there and finish it." But that was like that was kind of fun. That was like five hundred dollars an episode or something. So it wasn't That's nothing. Awesome. But yeah. And then um, my first co-star was on Orange Is the New Black, and everybody thinks that I played a prisoner, but I actually just played um, my character's name was literally First AD. So okay. and then and like when I met, I did a project with Madeline Brewer, who's on the first season of um, yeah. Orange Is the New Black, and she was like, "Yeah, so were you like crew on Orange Is the New Black?" I was like, "No, I was <laughs> no." Wow. Last time I played crew <laughs> in front of the crew. Did you have any speaking lines? I had one and that was, or I had two. It was like, we're ready. We're ready for you. Miss King, I think was her name. It was Blair Brown's character. And, okay. uh, and then the other one was like me counting down to on the air. Like, well, we're on in five, four, you know? And oh, um, yeah. I looked, like I looked like this, like this was literally like my costume. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, and they, I sat, sat around on set all day talking to like Richard Mazur and Blair Brown wow. and they're, they're lovely people, you know? Cool. Yeah. Well, this, it, thank you for, um, for recreating the experience of, of your two episodes, those two uh, speaking uh, parts. <laughs> so 
Was did wrestling play any role in your childhood? You know. Sorry about that. Oh! <laughs> I kicked off. All right, uh, go on. I apologize. Uh, we're talking about about um, wrestling in your right. childhood. Yeah, so wrestling in my childhood um, really wasn't. Uh, no, really didn't play a role in my early childhood. I was not watching WWE or WCW on my own. There's a fly in here. Oh, um, but <laughs> so that's why I keep. No, it's your <laughs> um, But yeah, so uh, I didn't watch wrestling until I was in um, uh, high school and I was dating this like little metalhead guy. Um, yeah, yeah. This little like tense metalhead guy, like really into. <laughs> really into LARPing and um, drama. He was in, uh -huh. he was in theater too. So that's why, okay. I, you know, but um, like when I look back at my dating record, I'm like, I've always been gay. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, <laughs> why was I picking these guys anyway? So uh, he was fine for the time. And um, okay. he would sit in his basement and watch um, SmackDown, I think. And we also played SmackDown, um, oh, and, the video game. Totally. So I was like a big Booker T fan from that, you know, like I was just like starting to kind of like formulate my own opinions about it. Yeah. Had you had an opinion about it prior to ever watching? Like, did you think just some I think I, I probably was like, you know, fuck that. You yeah, know? I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't even think it like affected me. It was not in my purview. I think that like I remember a high school teacher saying like your generation is the yeah. first generation since the Romans to be entertained by violence the way you are. And I was like, what is violent? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I mean, that can't be true. What exactly are you talking about? Quentin Tarantino? Or, yeah. yeah. So I was just like, grow up. Um, but, you know, so uh, I think like, yeah, I think I was like, well, I was watching it. I was like, oh, my God, all these people look amazing. You know, mm -hmm. I've never seen like bodies like that. Aside yeah. from like maybe one kid on the football team or something. And then um, China, you know, mm -hmm. I was like, holy shit. Like, how does a woman look like this? And then, um, yeah, I was just like really taken with it as like its own sort of like performing arts form. Sure, sure. And um but yeah, otherwise I like kind of followed, you know, the opinions of my Marky boyfriends sure. friends and whatever. And, and, you know, but I think every once in a while I was kind of like, oh, man, it would probably be really cool to be wrestled. I don't know. That wasn't even actually, I'm not going to lie. That was never something I considered before like 2015. Yeah. It'd be like if you I know? said when as a kid, I want to be an astronaut one day, you know, yeah. like, it's never like before I, I thought about being a wrestler i thought about being like the president of the united states and a pop star and oh yeah like, you, you should do both uh yeah that'd well, be cool if you did both of those things sassy 2024 yeah totally. so but you got you were into fitness mm -hmm. yeah well okay so was no. that in high school or was that that was much later. I okay. was also just fully, like I fully leaned into the theater thing. I was like, I am not athletic. I will not even try, you know, yeah. I think I actually ran, we had cross country teams in seventh and eighth grade and mm -hmm. there was a really wonderful coach there. And um, I ran with my two best friends, still oh, my best cool. friends to this day, nice. but um, yeah. 
but we we did that and then i revisited that in my senior year of college okay. so like ran for the pratt cannoneers like and in that time had you ever smoked a cigarette or one joint in the yeah. time between okay I'm just, I'm just okay so you're normal, normal. yes <laughs> like I smoked many a joint, many cigarettes. <laughs> um, yeah, but I uh, I got into fitness like um, 2015 or 2016, mm -hmm. like really ass backwards because I I like fell into it. Um, okay. Because I started going again with a boyfriend who was terrible, um, but we're still <laughs> friends. But he was kind of he was just whatever he knows, but. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, we we would go to. He was like, "Oh, you got to come to the gun club with me," um, which is what it was called at the time, and it was just like a little um, a little studio that his friend Greg Ramirez um, owned and operated. And at that time, this guy named Ricky Ryan, um, who would become a very good friend of mine and my boss, uh, was teaching classes, and we were going. Um, you know, every once in a while, it was kind of expensive, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, whatever. But, um, but yeah, other than that, I wasn't really like, I had like a gym membership kind of phoning it in. Like my brother actually was the athletic one. And he, when he lived in New York, uh, the first time around, he, uh, he and I would go to the, to the gym a lot. And that mm -hmm. was like my primary motivator. And, yeah. um, but then, you know, I started, uh, Oh, I booked a commercial. Um, that still to this day is like the highest paying job I ever had, but it was only like five grand. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, so I booked that and I was like, let me just put this money towards my fitness. Cause of course I woke up on like New Year's day, 2015, 2016, whatever it was. And mm -hmm. you know, you know, after doing like mountains of blow and yeah. pills and whatever, and oh, my teeth hurt times. and my whole body hurt. Yeah. So I was like, terrible terrible person and then uh -huh. so i was like you know let me just let me just um uh you know start give myself a 30-day challenge because he's doing like this 30-day challenge program and ricky mm -hmm. eventually took over the studio and he was like you know have you ever thought about uh being a fitness instructor because you know you're like an actor it would work work really well for yeah, you because yeah, sure. it's super flexible and you get to stay in shape and you know um eventually it could make you a lot of you know a good amount of money yeah. like I was cocktail waitressing at the time and kind of like dying inside every day. And, <laughs> um, and, uh, I was like, okay, let's try this out. So I basically like was there every day for like months, you know, mm -hmm. and I would work out there and I would like silently weep into the mat as I was stretching because <laughs> like after every, cause I was just like, this is so hard. <laughs> this is so hard. You know, did and, you ever get um, ringworm? I, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I got ringworm. I got athlete's foot. You know, I got all all the fungals. So, um, yeah, I learned that the hard way. And then, um, uh, yeah, so I kind of did that for like three or four years. That studio kind of folded. Um, uh -huh. And um, when, when uh, did like fitness for misfits come about? Like really recently. I oh, was really? Like, yeah, that was a pandemic baby. So oh, that was. Cool. Probably around the same time that I started wrestling at Technique to Training, I um, I also launched that because I I parted ways with my um, studio fitness job, yeah. and I was like, I really need to like, 
I really need to focus on who I do like jive with, yeah. you know, like, cause like I said, like the studio I was working at, you know, there were a lot of wonderful people training there, but it was in Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. It was primarily very like wealthy, white, yeah, heteronormative, you were know. the people like vile, <laughs> you know? You know, no, but uh, no, but there were sometimes. Yeah, you know, okay. Like, there were definitely like swaths of very entitled men and women who come through and like, you know, treat us like their servants and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the, but the, I don't know, there used to be a sense of community there that like the pandemic took away. So I was kind of like, this is why I was doing it, you know, yeah, the yeah. community aspect of it. And then that kind of like dropped off. And um, so I, I, uh, yeah, I decided to launch fitness. Uh, I launched Miss Fitness uh-huh. as a way to kind of like say to people, Hey, like I'm a queer trainer. I'm weird. I'm different. If you're weird and different and you don't like to work out, but you want to work out, like let's work together because I um, feel you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I got a lot, of, I've got like a kind of wide variety of clients right now. I work with a 15 year old that I used to babysit when I was in college. Really? Yeah. She's really cute. She plays tennis too, but we just work on like strength and car- strength and conditioning basically. And, is it, um, is it uh, like virtual? Or I, I have a virtual client too. I do virtuals and I do in person, but we, okay. I've been meeting people in parks. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, as long as the as long as the pandemic kind of keep as long as we kind of keep it at bay in New York City, like yeah, I'm hoping to be able to move the operation indoors to like a gym that I can rent space in. But oh, cool. um, yeah, but like otherwise, it's just kind of like. You know, it's everything's kind of touch and go here right now. And I think, uh, you know, I'm just hoping that uh, <laughs> we can, like, talk to each other, like, be near each other. Yeah, totally. So, no. Yeah. Okay, so eventually something clicked or you were put in a trance. How did you say, <laughs> I'm going to become a professional wrestler? That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Oh, no. I got hit in the head real hard. Um, <laughs> no, that's happened since. But anyways, um, yeah, I think that uh, the turning point. Okay, so the pipeline was I went, got of art school. I worked in various retail jobs for a little bit. I hated my life. I was mm-hmm. like, I want to do something different. Um, so I decided to circle back to acting cause I loved doing that. And I actually, you know, felt like I, that was something I could really grasp when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so I enrolled in a program at a Meissner technique studio called the Maggie Flanagan studio. Mm-hmm. And I studied with Maggie and several other people, um, in this like kind of conservatory type setting. Um, and I, you know, kind of learned how to act from like the ground up, you know. And um, after I got out of there, I like that the general consensus from my instructors were like, you have comedian, you have comedic timing, but you don't have any comedic credits. So like, why don't you go enroll in an improv pro- uh, program? Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like the then I. Um, got into UCB and I, you know, spent a lot of time in and around UCB and the beast and, you know, all this, all those guys for like four years, mm-hmm. I was doing like improv and stand up and stuff like that. And, um, 
that was cool because like focusing on that really um like gave me an opportunity to kind of like not focus on the fact that I wasn't booking work as an actor and then simultaneously uh -huh. as you know life ha would have it you know sure. like in the midst of that I end up getting signed and that was cool but um but well you see okay so UCB used to have this show called Cage Match okay. and it was a it was a uh, an audience competition it wasn't it was an improv competition where the audience chose which which um team they liked the most okay in a, there was like a whole tournament, you know? Yeah. So cage match, obviously a wrestling concept. So um, the producer like inserted this little kind of interstitial called UCBW mm -hmm. into that show. It used to be its own thing, but then UCBW kind of got um, compiled with cage match. And okay. so like in between the two improv shows kind of in the intermission, uh, there would be like a comedy wrestling show. Like two comedians would come out and gimmick and the gimmicks would be like fucking insane. There was like <laughs> big boss lady and like um, our friend big rich played um, like, Oh, he played uh, like a, like a doorman. He, the doorman was his <laughs> gimmick. And then like, um, Oh, and then we had our own mass transit, which was Pat bear, like dressed like an MTA employee. And then, <laughs> um, you know, like, so I had, um, so I saw that and then, um, this guy, Mitch Fesh, uh, he kind of produced that segment of the show okay. and he, um, had been training at Chikara Wrestle Factory at the time, mm -hmm. um, with my other friend, Rob Spencer, who is now known as Dan, the goddamn candy man. I don't know if you Yeah, for him. sure. Of course. Yes. So, uh, goddamn candy man, um, in that show at that time was called Laundry Matt. That was one of his gimmicks that he was doing. He was like mm -hmm. an evil laundry boy. And um, uh, yeah, so I, I um, went on this like random night in October and um, they did a, they did cage match, but then in the middle of cage match and then after cage match, they had these UCBW segments and fucking like, it was like, um, oh my God. It was like Chucky T was there. Drew Gulak was there. Fucking... Jervis was there, like Gentleman Jervis was there. Um, wow. The the um, Ant Colony was there. Like all of the, he got all of these Chikara wrestlers to come yeah. out and do like this comedy wrestling show with comedians. And the comedians involved were like Anna Dresden, who writes for SNL now. She yeah. was Bridezilla, and then she was. Um, there was, oh god, oh we had the EMT. My friend Jim played the EMT, and he would kind of like put hands on him, like, <laughs> It was really funny, but I was just like, like everybody went for the fucking improv superstars yeah. and I went for UCBW because I thought that shit was so good. And I was like, uh -huh. I love this because I'm in fitness and this is comedy, you know? And like, I could do that. I think sure. I could actually like bring some real, like, like physical prowess to this, you know? Uh -huh. So I fast forward, I get involved and, um, Fesh, um, I pitch a couple characters to Fesh. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I didn't <laughs> even know, like, and I, like enough about wrestling to like invent spots or anything. So he uh -huh. was like doing everything for me. But I was, um, my name was Bear Girls, and I was a reality TV survivalist. And I had this cameraman with me all the time, and he would always get in the way of things or like, you know, he would like botch spots. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. You know, it was it was kind of a good gimmick, but um, but yeah, so. I remember going. Did you out speak there. with an accent? 
No, no, no not okay. even. No, okay. I, it was so basic. You know, okay. I just okay. went out there and it was myself basically. And um, yeah, so, you know, I remember the first night I did that, I walked out and I was like, it's like greeted with like dead silence. You know, oh, <laughs> like, I go out and I can't, the, like, my theme song is Welcome to the Jungle. Uh -huh. I bust out of the curtain, everybody's like, Oh, God. You know, Did you feel was, that right away? Yeah. Did you realize like it? Sucking the energy out of it. I was oh like, fuck this. Fuck y'all. I'm going to do my thing. Yeah. Like, and then I, you know, proceeded to have this like little mini comedy wrestling career at UCB. And then um, by proxy with this other company called Excess Debbie that Fesh decided to produce. Um, okay. Yeah. Like Fesh and I would just meet up and he would just teach me shit that he was learning at Chikara uh -huh. on like, in like a studio, like in a rental studio where there's like maybe some dance, like some gymnastics pads, you know, uh -huh. like holding blue ones. Sure, and sure. Like, he like taught me how to take like a tilt -a whirl head scissors, like in this, <laughs> in this setting. Wow. <laughs> he's like, he's like a big strong dude. So like uh -huh. that, that was, you know, but it was also like looking back on, I was like, how the fuck were we doing these? But, um, yeah, so I remember pads are like, like this, right? They're like that thick. Yeah, I let him body slam me onto the, like the 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 stage of a comedy show one time, and I was just like, and still same same pads. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, I'd never do that now. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, jeez, never. But um, you know, I just really love the idea of like being being this. It was like I had one foot in and one foot out though, because I was like. I think it would be really cool to wrestle, but like this isn't real wrestling and I'm not trained and like whatever. I'm yeah. getting down on myself. So then finally I um I decided to enroll at how not it wasn't House of Glory, but it was FTW Fight the World uh -huh. train uh taking House of Glory space a couple times a week. Okay. So I would go train with them um like on Tuesday nights or something, like once a week for six months. I was doing that, you know, just okay. like very non <laughs> non-committal yeah. training. And I was I was under um, working under the the Grim Reaper the Grim Reaper the Grim Reaper and uh -huh. Malta Malta Destroyer James uh -huh. Bonavent Dijon or whatever. So those two dudes were like I went in and everybody was just like again like I walk in the door and there was just like dead fucking silence. Oh, and then I was like, is this where the wrestling happened? Yeah. <laughs> but, I was. Yeah, they were like, um, but I had been talking to Cooter, um, Brian Idol on mm -hmm. like Facebook Messenger about it. And he was like, yeah, man, come on in. And then I walk in, he's not there because like he only trades on a Long Island. Oh and I walk God. in and nobody knows who I am or that I was coming. And I was just like, so <laughs> what do we do first? And, um, you know, they were kind of just like, okay, what do you know? And, I think it was like, you know, I was like bumping around, rolling around stuff. And I was like, kind of okay at like doing whatever. I, I really didn't even move in a second going on. All right. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I, I'll make sure not to touch anything either. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, all I was saying was um, training at FTW, great, great, great. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, I was kind of like, I was like afraid of bumping around and getting hit and stuff. And I still kind of am to some extent, but <laughs> I'm a little better you about it. I know. <laughs> I know. Brad, when I trade with Brad, he hits me a lot. And he's like, I hit you a lot because you flinch a lot. And I was like, so oh, really? 
I mean, that sounds like a, a big it's like sounds like a big brother like picking on you. They, they would say that. I think I'm not going to hit you. Put your arms down, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So whatever. So I was. Uh, dabbling around at FTW for a while. And I was still kind of like, I'm not a wrestler. I'm just an actor trying to fit, learn a new mm -hmm. skill. And um, and then I bust out my tilt twirl head, head scissors one night and they're like, you're going to be the champion of year. You know, they like start losing their minds. Cause like yeah, yeah. at that time they were not fostering any of the female talent that was actually there. Who was like, um, Ivy Lopez, who's fucking great, and then right. um, my friend Nisha, who's now at TTT with me, and then a couple other girls who were like really young. And uh -huh. um, I think they just like, you know, like a lot of women, it's really fucking hard for a lot of women to walk into a wrestling gym sure. and like, stay, you know. I mean, there's uh -huh. still a lot of like machismo and like posturing and and ring hogging that happens. Like it happens at my gym sometimes too, but we're we're very like friendly. Um, mostly queer group you know oh, and so i feel like we kind of defied uh the the rule a little bit uh -huh. but you know um but yeah so uh uh that happened and then i was like and then i like booked some acting work that i thought was important and mm -hmm. like some other shit and then i was like fuck wrestling i'm done bye you know and then um yeah and then that was that was like 2019 and then okay. um yeah life the pandemic. Oh yeah. Many job losses and cater waiting jobs and whatever shit later. Yeah. Like a lot of auditions not being booked and all that shit. And uh -huh. um, it was kind of like so. I, and then I remembered like back in January maybe um, seeing a post on a face like a private Facebook group that goddamn Candyman left there, uh -huh. and he was like. Hey guys, I'm training at this new place called T to T um, in Williamsburg, and it's really good. Like I cannot tell you, it's it's like really really good, and I think you all should come try it. You know, because I think uh -huh. they make it they make it really approachable. It's like really approachable style of training, and sure. I was like, well, you know, because I remember I remember when Rob was like scared to bump. You know, like I remember when he was in the beginning, and then he was like. He like is flying. He's doing all kinds of high spots. He's an amazing wrestler now. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, he's booking a lot of shows, and like, you know, it's kind of like, um, uh, it kind of kept it in the back of my mind for a couple months, and then things mm -hmm. kind of imploded with my day job, and I was like, fuck this shit, fuck everything. I'm gonna fucking wrestle. Nobody can tell me otherwise. Like, all I've been daydreaming about for the last three years is becoming a pro wrestler, and I'm not like I haven't been willing to take the leap and now I'm going to fucking do it and nobody yeah. can say shit to me, you know? So like that was the general, um, uh, feeling. Okay. <laughs> and then I kind of, I guess like I kind of carried that into like, um, sassy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, um, it, it feels very like, it feels like I'm in the right place at the right time. Finally, you know what I mean? Like, like it, I mean, it combines all of your talents being yeah. a professional wrestler. Yeah. Um, more so than like, you know, the, the, a normal person, not normal, you know, like your no. average person, like who doesn't have acting chops and is not, you know, physically fit and comfortable, you know, speaking in front of, were you comfortable speaking in front of other people? 
Um, yeah, that was kind of like, uh, I feel like I was more comfortable speaking in front of other people on stage than I was like in a classroom setting or something for a long uh -huh. time. You know, there was like a, uh, I, I felt like I cultivated that, that public privacy really well, mm -hmm. like being, I don't know, maybe it's my, my introvertedness or something, sure. but, um, I don't know. Somehow I was, I managed to forget about like a hundred people in the dark <laughs> and not like 15 people in, yeah, in yeah. Time. but, um, yeah. So I, uh, I feel like I, I, I was good enough at public speaking, um, by way of just doing theater and stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. And like watching a lot of, man, I, I watched so much inside the actor studio when I was younger and I was just like, you know, constantly like doing my own inside the actor studio, like in my bedroom. Like, <laughs> well, James, yeah, totally. when I did the whiz at Westerville South high school, yeah. you know, whatever. So, um, yeah. Um, it was, it was, um, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. It's like, yeah. So that was like the long answer to your question, but yeah, I think public speaking has never been like that much of a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Not really. And, and do you, um, did you, did you, was your body physically ready? Like when you started training, did, was it physically ready or did you have to like change your whole, like, um, way you work out and eat? Yeah. You know, like I, um, probably was in the best shape of my life in 2019 because I was at that gym uh -huh. and I spent all my time there and I also worked out there and, um, I became vegetarian Oh, nice. um something i kind of did on and off like throughout my whole life but mm -hmm. like officially kind of you know like every and, now and again you get the, the the thirst for blood of a of, a, <laughs> of a, an animal i was like a medium rare to rare person <laughs> my entire life you saw some you know? blood in the water like, yeah, oh, yeah 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 <laughs> it was like ah. yeah um, right, go on, I'm sorry. anyways but yeah so i i um learned how to be really healthy Mm -hmm. by way of like my colleagues there and stuff um sure. i mean i already had like some you know some understanding of it being in like the the periphery of the fitness industry uh -huh. um at my old job but um yeah so that was that was that but I also like um it was a lot of cardio it was a lot of hit mm -hmm. i got really really skinny you know like not unhealthy skinny but i was skinnier than i was now over the pandemic oh. i think i've gained like 15 pounds which is like if I gained 15 way. pounds, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not mad about it, but um, yeah, I think essentially, I think a lot of that weight was gained after I started training because mm -hmm. I, you know, after that first night of training, I was like, this is, I've, oh my God. Like, I was like, I've never, I've never um, worked out for longer than an hour, you know? <laughs> and then I was like running around and working out like for two hours on end, even though there's a lot of stopping and starting. I mean, like, yeah. uh, my my other trainer logan black you know he fucking he will put us through 50 minutes of cardio and not even bat an eye about it and i'm like just you know, i like never felt more out of shape than when i started there just by the nature of wrestling itself you know yeah. like i would get really winded after comedy wrestling shows you know and we were not even doing that much like we couldn't run ropes we didn't have ropes. Yeah. oh my so, god so I was just like, I was dying. And then I like went to see my PT who was like, don't do it. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to wrestle again. He's like, don't do it. I was really? like, well, he's like, he, well, I, he was like, I was like, 
it actually went like, you don't want me to do it, do you? And he was like, well, I can't tell you what to do and what not to do. But if your shoulder hurts now, I guarantee it's going to hurt a lot more after yeah. you start wrestling. And he was right. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, at the same time, I was like, I'm going to do it. And then I did it. And then I, you know, a couple weeks later, it was like, my whole body hurts. And he was like, yeah. And then um, he was like, uh, oh, what did you say? He was like, how, so how long are you doing this? And I told him, and he was like, that's more than, that's more than most people work out. You know, he's like, yeah, if you're yeah. working out for three hours twice and twice a week, that's, that's probably good. You know? Yeah. So yeah. my whole shit changed after that. Cause I would work out like an hour a day for five days in a row and then, you know, take the weekend off or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but then it was like, okay, like I can't keep doing the start, stop and start shit. Like, mm -hmm. so I'll, I'll work out a few hours on Monday night when I train. And then on Tuesday, I'm also working on getting a Pilates certification. So that's oh. another facet of the shit that I'm doing. But, sure. um, so I do Pilates or yoga like every day, you know, to mm -hmm. kind of, um, to kind of just keep my body limber. And then, yeah. um, and then when I went, went to the gym, like maybe in between like reps in the ring or something, I would do some like light weight work or like medicine ball shit or whatever. Sure. But I would still like get, be really stop and start. And just recently I kind of, I actually ended up hiring my friend who's also a personal trainer to start training me because I'm like, okay, like I need to be able to lift a person over my head, like for real, yeah, you yeah. know, like <laughs> I can, I can like when I'm all fired up and shit, but like, my shoulder hurts afterwards and I don't look like I can actually do it. So yeah. let's make me look like Rhea Ripley and call it a day. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. so, so, um, that's kind of a goal now. I'm also working with Logan's wife who, um, oh, is cool. a power lifter. You know, I'm not, I mean, she, we work out together and she yeah. imparts her, like her lots of her knowledge to me. And that's very helpful. But now it's like, I feel like I'm starting to like, like, put the pedal to the metal, so to speak with like my training regimen, because I'm, yeah. I'm like, okay, like I am a, I am a fully formed product yeah. <laughs> you know, as a wrestler. I'm like, I need to like start fucking like getting fucking serious about this. You yeah. Know what I, mean? I got, I got shit splints running the ropes the other day. Like, I know I was like, why do my shit hurt so much? And now do you keep that to yourself or like do you tell here now? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's out there. So are you two and oh right now? Yeah. <laughs> so it, so was your first match with Brother Greatness or Drew Doobie? I wasn't it sure. Was, it was with Drew Doobie. Okay. A man of four hundred and twenty names. And um I gotta say he's a really good wrestler. Uh -huh. I fucking squashed his ass that night and that was fun. Was it fun? Yeah, was it like excited? Like did you wake up that morning like being so excited that you were gonna wrestle? Oh yeah. I mean I think like there's still a lot like a massive amount of nerves that goes along with it. And uh -huh. um but do you remember the match clearly? I mean it wasn't I, terribly long ago but it was like yeah and it was like 30 seconds long too. <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> it was like clothesline submission you know uh -huh. and um yeah so it was like i i remember waking up that morning to my dog like sitting on my pillow and staring at me which i got a picture of um <laughs> i don't remember where i put it i think i posted on their instagram but yeah. um i was just kind of you know like 
I felt like the, the way I used to feel like show day um, when I was in high school, you know, like, okay. oh my God, what's going to happen? Growing up beforehand. So yeah. I, I mean, no. I'm not a big, I'm not a big vomiter somehow, but like, you know, I'm like scared of it. But like, um, yeah. So I would just kind of like, you know, not eat and like be nervous all day and kind of like walk around and kind of this, fog of anxiety and then um when i got to the uh so okay but before and also i was like i'm gonna take it real easy today and then i got to the space at call time and fucking um ag was in there doing a clinic with everybody and i was like shit and becca was there and like it was a scene and i was like okay now i have to like put my boots on and work and I get in there and show everybody my lack of upper body strength in a back roll. And I was like, okay. And Becca was like, it's all good. It's a squishy ring. I was like, it's our ring, you know? And then, um, yeah, it, it was like, it was like a full ass workout with like insane WWE, like cardio drills and shit like that. And, wow. um, <laughs> I was like, ah! and then, um, and then we had to get dressed and like start the show. And it was a f amazing show. These shows are so good. Um, the next one is on October 16th, October 16th in Brooklyn. I have no idea where or what time, but it's uh -huh. going to be there. And, and that's going to um, be your next match. Um, I, uh, I'm actually wrestling in new England on the weekend of the eighth. I think oh, okay. I'm doing a couple shows up there and, cool. um, yeah. And then, uh, this is like an exciting journey for you. Yeah, it is. It's kind of like, um, it's exciting, but it, there are also a lot of moments along the way where I've been like, um, am I too old? Um, yeah. Am I going to die? <laughs> are my legs going to fall off? Uh -huh. um, are my shins going to feel this way forever? You know, um, am I going <laughs> to roll funny. an ankle? You know, like there's a lot of fear that kind of like bubbles up with all of yeah. it. And, um, that's probably the biggest challenge is just kind of fighting the imposter syndrome and fighting the fear of yeah. just what could happen, but what has not happened, you know? And mm -hmm. it's like that with everything I do. I mean, I've felt that way about being a fitness instructor. I felt that way about being an actor and it's like, okay, well, if you have multiple years of experience under your belt at something like eventually just by virtue of experience, you're not an imposter, but yeah, you know, like, since I'm so new in wrestling, um, it's hard, but it's also like, um, it makes me train harder. You know, it makes okay. me be more diligent about like the submissions that I learn and like the voice that I'm kind of building as an athlete in the ring. Mm -hmm. um, Cause it's not what I expected it to be. And I think that the other um, aspect of my experience is that I think, you know, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but mm -hmm. I think uh, a lot of people are very excited about me in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, my trainers and all, all the people I go to school with are no exception. And um, everybody has ideas. You know, everybody wants mm -hmm. to, like, kind of give me their two cents on what what they think I should do. And, yeah. and you know, like, I think everybody's ideas are good because they've all been training longer than me. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's know just what, what it is. About. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's been, that's, that kind of muddies the waters a little bit for me, mm -hmm. but I'm starting to learn to kind of like nod and smile and say thank you and walk away and like erase my brain a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's what so, drugs are good for. <laughs> I, I, I find. I, find. I mean. I take antidepressants now, so oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> and I hit my head a lot, so yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Well, that face compression mask, hopefully. Yes. Um, all right, I'm gonna let you go in a minute because I think I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble behind this door. Oh, yeah. Waiting for, like I, I don't know if you've heard, like I hear kids knocking at the door. Really? Like, no. Oh I yeah, yeah. Because they want to go to bed. <laughs> Can I ask you five non-wrestling related yes or no questions? Sure. Okay. Uh -huh. The first one. Do you get offended uh, if someone asks your age? Oh, my God. Uh, no. Okay. Um, my mom is 74. Okay. <laughs> Would I have any reason to worry if you two were in like a waiting room together? And I've never talked to my stepdad about this, but I think he would be, um, it would hurt his feelings, like infidelity. So would I have any reason to worry? I mean, is your mom a lovely lady? Right. No, I mean, she's got a good personality. She's got a good personality. I mean, then no, no, all bets are off. Yeah, I'll send you some headshots of her. Um, <laughs> do you have anything that you need to repent for that you've done this past year at next week's uh, Jewish holiday, Yom Kippur? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay, good answer. Good answer. For $4.2 million, would you wear a turtleneck um, every day for the rest of your life? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do no, much yeah. less. Much more for much less. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. All right. And the last question is, have you ever worn a priest costume on a date other than Halloween? No. Okay. I can't believe that. I've never worn, like, the call. Oh. No. Wait. No, oh, I don't know. I it might have been to be honest, it might have been for a school project, but oh. that might have been my sit my sister definitely dressed up as the um pope uh -huh. for a school project. <laughs> that wasn't problematic at all. But uh, okay. yeah, I feel sure. like at some point I had to like figure out how to do a thing. Oh, you know what? Like it was probably thing. for my yeah, it was probably for my high school boyfriend because he played um I think he played a priest in something. Oh, um, okay. In like uh, fucking inherit inherit the wind is about priests is about okay that, so. so you had that little the little white thing that looks yeah in there. all right production well, doubts or something I appreciate your honesty in answering these questions as long along with the other stuff prior to it but um, thank you so much for coming on and giving me this amount of time I, and I'm I'm sorry yeah. that my connection kept what am I even saying connection the internet had nothing to do with it my goddamn yeah. uh, camera so. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and I look forward to seeing your career and more matches and eventually on IWTV. And then maybe on the silver screen one day. But, you know, I'm dreaming big. Um, but I wish you nothing but the best and stay healthy and safe. And hopefully we'll talk again soon. Yes. Thanks for letting me talk your ear off, Brad. Oh, I loved it. Sazzy, anytime. You take care, all right? Thank you. You too. All right. Bye.